Welcome to the podcast of Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. We'll be in Matthew chapter 18, starting in verse 21 this week. Now, Cora Ten Boom. You know who she was? Uh, she was a Christian woman who uh, got in trouble in Nazi Germany for hiding Jews in her home. And she was taken to the concentration camps. You read her book, The Hiding Place, and you see how she had experienced uh, everything that the people there in the concentration camps experienced. Uh, you see the, the mistreatment by the guards. You see... Um, the, the fleas that were in the living conditions that she lived in, uh, all kinds and manner of, uh, of difficulties that she faced. And the Lord brought her through all of that, and, and when she came out, when the war was over, she had a, a ministry of, of telling people what she had gone through and how the Lord had, had uh, sustained her through all that. Well, she would go around and she would speak at all these different places, and one day she came to speak in a, in a, in a setting And there was a man there who had been one of the guards in the place where she was, and she recognized him. And he heard heard her story, and he came and walked up to her, asking for forgiveness, and he reached out his hand, and Corrie ten Boone, although she had felt like she had forgiven, she hesitated. But she reached out her hand, and as soon as she grabbed the man's hand, she could feel the release of forgiveness. And she was able to forgive even a guard that had held her in a concentration camp. That is Christian forgiveness. That is Christian forgiveness. And that's what we're talking about today. Matthew chapter 18. We'll read from verse 21. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, How often will my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents, And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and repayment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees imploring him, have patience with me for and I will repay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that servant, when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, What? Pay what you owe. So this fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison till he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what, he had, what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. 
When his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. Lord, give us ears to hear your word. Soften our hearts that it can come into us and be implanted and grow and we will bear fruit. Lord, open our eyes that we can see glorious things. Lord, that we don't reject your word, but Lord, we embrace it and we think that your word is beautiful. Father, I pray that you would be with me, a sinner who's been forgiven of infinite sin. And give me strength to proclaim your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, we talked about, well, two weeks ago, we talked about Jesus, the shepherd who would go out and find the lost sheep. He'd leave the 99 and go after that one lost sheep. And there was much rejoicing over that one lost sheep that was found. And last week we talked about how a church does that. How we are to go to that lost sheep when he wanders away. And we go to them individually. And if they don't repent, we go to them with a, with a small group of one or two with us. And if they don't repent, we bring it before the church. That is Jesus' instructions on how we are to deal with sin and how we deal with a straying brother or sister. Now Peter comes up with a logical question. How many times do we forgive? You can imagine somebody might sin, the brother goes to them, they admit that they've sinned, they say, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll turn from it, and they go on for a little while, but then before too long, they're back into that same sin. You go to them again. Brother, you've fallen into sin again. You've done this before. We, we need, we, you need to repent of your sin. Peter asked Jesus, how many times do you go to that person? How many times... Do you forgive your brother? Jesus says, not just seven times, but 77 times according to this text. If you have uh, another translation, it may say 70 times seven or 490 times. That's a difficult number to translate. But uh, the point is, don't put a limit on it. It's unlimited. Don't keep a count of how many times you have to forgive. If someone is having church discipline practiced on them, and they turn, they say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I admit it's sin, I'm trying to turn from it. 
Then embrace them. I think that's what Jesus is getting at here. We, we can't judge a person's heart. We do have to look for, for fruit, but we can't judge a person's heart. Jesus tells us that uh, that forgiveness is unlimited. Then Jesus tells a story to explain the point. He tells of a, of a man who owes a debt of 10,000 talents. And I was just looking it up before our service. 10,000 talents, that's a lot of money. A talent would be considered 20 years' wages. 20 years' wages. So at minimum wage, our current minimum wage, 725, if you multiply that by 40 hours a week, you multiply that by 52 weeks in a year, you multiply that by 20 years, you multiply that by 10,000 for 10,000 talents. We're looking at a debt of $3 billion that this servant owed his servant, his master. $3 billion. It was an insurmountable debt. He could never, ever, ever repay it, no matter how he wouldn't ever live long enough to be, to be able to repay that debt. The master was going to throw him in prison. He was going to throw not only him in prison, but his family in prison, his children and his wife. He was going to lose everything and he would spend the rest of his life in prison, locked up. He pleads, please give me this chance. I'll do everything I can. I'll I'll try to repay you. And the master, moved with pity, forgives him of all of his debt. Forgives him of $3 billion worth of debt. Let's him free. Now this servant, he goes out and he sees one of his fellow servants. This fellow servant owed him 100 denarii. What's a denarii? A denarii was one day's wages. A hundred days' wages is what he owed this fellow servant. This man had been forgiven three billion dollars. And then he runs into this man who owes him a hundred days' Wages. He says, pay me what you owe me right now. The man can't pay. So, the unrighteous servant takes the man, he throws him into prison until he should pay every last cent. Well, all the other servants around, they saw what had happened. This was not done in a corner, but everybody saw what had happened. And they began to grumble and complain, and they came to the master and told the master what had happened. And the master was infuriated. You have been forgiven three billion dollars, and you can't forgive your fellow servant, 
A hundred days wages? He's infuriated. So the master takes the servant, throws him into prison until he is to pay every last cent. And the scriptures tell us that the Father in heaven will be the same way to those who refuse to forgive their brother from their heart. Jesus takes our forgiveness of each other seriously. How much have you been forgiven by the Lord? How do you know how much you've been forgiven by the Lord? You may look at your sin, and I may look at my sin, and think, well, I'm a pretty good guy. I've never killed anybody. I've, I've never cheated on my spouse. I've never done this or never done that. And you may think, well, I'm a pretty good person. My sin's not that much. Until you consider the cost. What did it cost God to forgive your sin? It cost the Son of God. It cost His very Son. Slain as a lamb. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God and man in one person. He was perfectly sinless. And yet He paid our price. He was our substitute. Do you want to know how much your sin against God cost? Your sin cost the blood of Jesus. My sin cost the blood of Jesus. If we just look at our own sin, we will be tempted to sweep it under a rug and think it's not that bad. But when we look at Jesus hanging on that cross, when we look at Him and how much it cost the Father who had been with the Son in glory forever and ever, that reveals to us how much our sin cost Him. That reveals. And when we look at this story, we don't think that we are like that servant who owed his master $3 billion. But we are. Our sin, even if we only sin one time, it would still take the blood of Jesus to forgive that sin. And every one of us here, we've sinned more than one time. We have sinned over and over and over and over again. And we needed an infinite sacrifice. We needed an infinite God to stand in our place and be our Savior. Do you know how much you've been forgiven? Do you know how much you've been forgiven? That is the secret to be able to forgive other people. How can you forgive that person who's wronged you? How can you forgive that person who may have abused you? How can you forgive that person who spoke against you? Only by remembering how much you've been forgiven in Christ. 
Forgiveness is the is a precious jewel in the Christian life. John tells us we will be known as Christians by our love for one another. How do we love one another? We forgive one another. We are sinners. We are always going to be doing something that's going to rub up against each other. We're going to do things that are going to get on each other's nerves. But the only way we can have love for one another is when we look to Jesus and we see how much He has forgiven us. And then we can look at our brother and our sister and say, I don't even need to bring it up because I've been forgiven so much. It's just a small thing. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, when it talks about love, in the love chapter, it says, love keeps no record of wrong. How can we keep no record of wrong? We remember the infinite forgiveness that we have received from Jesus. That's how we can keep no record of wrong. Jesus says to his disciples, so also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you who, does, who do not forgive your brother from your heart. God takes this seriously. Pastor, are you saying you can lose your salvation if you don't forgive somebody? That's not what I'm saying. But a true believer, when you've been wronged, maybe it's hard at first, but when you're confronted by it, when you're confronted by the Word of God, a true believer will let it go. They will forgive. A refusal to forgive reveals whether we have forgiveness. Whether we truly know Christ. If you hold on to unforgiveness, you don't know how much you've been forgiven. So my plea to us today If there's anyone that you don't forgive for anything, make it right. You have been forgiven an infinite amount in Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wilburnbaptistchurch.org or you can also like us on Facebook.